This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Time to start a new week. Welcome in, everybody. It's a new uh, round of Black and Blue Reports coming your way from Saints Training Camp up at the Greenbrier in West Virginia. Glad to have you along with us here on day one of the new week. And with John DeShazer, I'm Sean Kelly. And Black and Blue Report today is always presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Um, gosh, it seems like a, last, a long time since our last Black and Blue Report, John, which was only just past Friday, but the Saints worked all the way out through, through the weekend. And so um, I feel like a lot of time has elapsed and a lot of things have been watched here so far over these uh, last couple of days. Yeah, a lot of action on the field. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of defensive plays, a lot of offensive plays between here and there. We've seen some some players uh, we weren't expecting to, didn't even know, actually make some plays. And then we've seen some, some, some standbys do exactly what we thought they'd do. So, you know, been some good days, uh, especially here in the pads. Uh, Nate Stuper, the linebacker, said he, he felt like the defense won the first two days and the offense won the third day. Um, but you could make a, de- a debate that the that the defense played pretty well again today. So you know, it's just good to see the competition going. Yeah, no doubt. That is a huge difference between uh, Friday's visit with you on Black and Blue Report and, and here today is that the team has been in full pads Saturday, Sunday, and now here today on Monday. We're going we're gonna to talk really all, all football today on our show. Heath Evans from the NFL Network, the former Saint, is a, a guest of ours today. And uh, John, a little bit later, we'll hear from Kobe Fleener, uh, who has kind of turned it up uh, in the last couple of days as well at tight end. Hey, speaking of tight ends and Fleener and the offense, um, why do you think Stuper today said that the offense may have had the advantage? Did you see something in practice that would lend to that? To be honest with you, I I really didn't see it now. Um, but I wasn't able to see everything in practice because they you know they're breaking it up and they're doing a whole lot of things. But you know, again, I saw some, you know some DBs make some really nice. Devontae Harris made one of the better plays you'll see uh, a defensive back make. He goes up for a jump ball against against Kyle Prater. Kyle Prater six five, and uh, he goes up at the top and meets him there and rips the ball away. So you know, one of the better plays you'll see. And again, we saw defensive backs getting their hands on the ball, and that's going to be critical. Um, we saw a couple of fumbles calls. One of them, uh, Mark Ingram put it on the ground, and we saw the rookie running back, uh, Daniel Lasko, unfortunately put it on the ground for the second day in a row. Uh, I'm sure he's going to hear about that. But, I mean, we see this defense getting to the ball, getting their hands on balls, getting balls on the ground, uh, creating turnover opportunities, and that's exactly what you want. So, you know, I don't know if Mr. Stuper was being a little bit nice, maybe, mm-hmm. but um, but certainly it seemed like the defense was, again, uh, not, and I don't want to say they're having their way. I mean, we're talking about one of the best offenses in the league with the Saints, but they're certainly winning their share of plays. Yeah. Uh, it was Roman Harper, by the way, who stripped uh, Mark Ingram. So uh, Roman had a good day today. That Your thought about the defense and – creating turnovers over these last few days may lead me into this next thing but I did want to ask you kind of as we regroup on this Monday and the fact that we're going to talk about an off day here in a moment on the schedule for tomorrow but what would you say JD are are your headlines at this point through this first portion of camp uh well if we're talking uh if we want to go offense uh, I think one of the, the shining Lights has been Mike Thomas, the rookie receiver, who's made play after play after play after play. Uh, he's a kid who I don't know how you hold him out of being, you know, one of the top two receivers, let alone the top three. I mean, 
He just continues to look good. Now, he's got to do it on Sundays, obviously. Uh, that's a given, but he looks like he's ready for the part. Uh, Drew Brees has been sharp. Uh, I think Coach Payton said a couple of days ago to Heath Evans, and you mentioned uh, that Drew had one of his better practices in the last practices in the last three or four years, uh, which you figured figure that's pretty pretty high praise considering the efficiency Drew works with. But I think, um, you know, if, if you got to talk about anything, it's this, it's this defensive unit. They look much improved. I know we thought they were going to be good last year. Obviously, we know what happened with that. But they look a ton more athletic. They look a step or two quicker. Uh, very, very efficient and aggressive. I think Dennis Allen has this defense going in a direction where they feel like they're going to be able to compete on every down. That's the uh, the blower, of course. They're cleaning up the field here as we uh, visit after this uh, Monday practice. John, with that being said, um, if you could pin down Sean Payton and ask him whether he feels like this has been a good start to camp um, or not, are you, do you think he's leaning toward the good here at this point? I think he's leaning toward okay. the good. And I, and I think it's uh, because of the competitiveness of the defense. Now, last year we thought they were competitive, but a lot of that, a lot of that turned out to be um, defensive holding, yeah. <laughs> which we thought was competitiveness and physicalness. And those things aren't happening in this camp. These guys are just making great plays on the ball, and I think he'd be more encouraged by the defense. The, this offense, look, they're going to move the ball and they're going to score. And even though this defense is getting some wins, that's critical because this defense needs to build its confidence and have something going, rolling into the regular season. Drew Brees and Brandon Cooks and Willie Sneed and Mike Thomas and Brandon Coleman and Mark Ingram and C.J. Spiller, these guys are going to figure out ways to score on offense. This offensive line is a little bit in transition. Teron Armstead has not been able to practice yet at left tackle, so Andrews Pete's pretty much working there, uh, and that leaves Tim Lolito at right guard. But that offensive line, once Teron Armstead comes back and Andrews Pete probably goes back to right guard, Zach Streif at right tackle, Max Unger at center, and Senio Calamente at left guard, I think they feel really comfortable with that starting five. And then with Tim Lolito being a swing guy who can go at any of the interior positions, they're going to have to find probably a swing guy on the outside who can play tackle. And they're going to need somebody for the heavy jumbo packages, I'm sure. But they look really good. Kobe Fleener looks fantastic. He looks like he's getting in rhythm with Drew Brees, and we know how Drew Brees likes to utilize his tight ends. So I think overall, if Coach Payton, you know, if you put a, if you strap a lie detector to him, he'd have to say he's pretty pleased with what's going on because the this defense looks a lot more prepared. Uh, just you know, getting to it's basic stuff that he's mentioning. You know, getting in the huddle, uh, knowing the play call, uh, knowing your assignments. Uh, having the right amount of guys on the field, those were problems last year in training camp, and they haven't been this year. John, is it? Is it? Do we have an early candidate for out of nowhere player uh, here in camp? I, I guess Willie Sneed was the guy that ended up being that guy last year. Do we have an early candidate? here in this first stretch? Well, I don't really know if he's out of nowhere. He just didn't play last year. Um, P.J. Williams looks so good to me. Um, it's amazing how good he looks. He didn't play last year. He was on injured reserve. He was a third-round pick, so obviously the Saints felt highly about him. But he really looks the part of a guy that you can put in a nickel and dime. And if Keenan Lewis isn't back or if he isn't quite right, he can start at left corner uh, just as easily as Keenan can. I mean, he, he looks like he's ready to play. And he's the guy who's really jumped out to me. Um, you know, Mike Thomas, you expect your, your second-round draft pick. So he's jumped out some, too. Uh, if you were talking about some guys who, you know, with smaller names, 
you know, it's hard to to discount some of the things we've seen from some of these cornerbacks, uh, especially back-to-back days. Jimmy Pruitt comes out with the interceptions. Those are the things that catch people's attention. And Coach and Coach Payton said, look, we're talking about numbers of DBs. One, they're going to keep a, lot, a decent number of them. And he mentioned specifically some of them aren't guys who were drafted. So that's where maybe your Jimmy Pruitt comes into play. Yeah, that's true. Forgive me if this isn't fair uh, because there is an off day tomorrow, but – when this team retakes the practice field on Wednesday, what's the next th- set of things that you're going to start to maybe look at? Uh, and did it come from observations here through the first stretch? Well, I mean, I think the offense is going to come back with a, a big chip on their shoulder, I believe. Uh, now, I don't know if it's going to be a little bit more physical because they're going to be five consecutive days of practices in pads, but they should come back with a little bit more bounce in their steps because they're going to have a day off. Um, depending on how much they want to get into it. Because, again, you know, you get into a situation where these guys want to impress, but you got to, you know, kind of be, you know, a, a little bit judicious about how you expend that energy and how hard you go in practice. Five consecutive days in pass are not going to be easy days. But I expect to see the offense to be a little bit more aggressive because I think the defense is taking it to them a little bit. The defense has been cracking on them a little bit. And I think the offense wants to show, look, we're going to be just as physical as you guys. Good stuff. I know you're ready for a little break in the routine. I think the players and coaches are too, J.D. Yeah, I think we're all ready right now. The, the new CBA allows, you know, you can only work seven consecutive days, I think, before you you have to have a break. Uh, and even media-wise, look, man, it gets to be a little bit of a grind. I mean, uh, for players, we're not out there banging heads like they are. But, you know, you get into a rot- routine and you settle in and, you know, then you pretty much start going by the schedule. So it'll be nice to get a little bit of a gap and that kind of take a deep breath and re- and recalibrate. All right, good stuff. Plenty of good stuff here on the show today. Uh, Heath Evans is fantastic. I want to share with you the visit that I had with him over the weekend and then Kobe Fleener, um, whom I I think (laughs) you'll find to be uh, very approachable, and I think that he'll be a fan favorite uh, very soon, to say the least. So a good Monday Black and Blue report presented by ABC Insurance continues in just a moment. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and have an amazing game night group experience that you can customize to meet your group's needs. Bring your family, friends, or coworkers, and we'll bring the fun. Make lasting memories while you sit back and enjoy the excitement of watching the world's best athletes and ask how you can be a part of the action on center court. For more information and to book your group night, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. Hi, it's Mark Romig. When I'm not announcing touchdown Saints, I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report. Heath Evans, this has become kind of an annual tradition for you and me to stand on a sideline at the Greenbrier and talk about the Saints and the upcoming NFL season. What is this, probably our third time in a row doing this now? I think it is. You get spoiled up here at the Greenbrier really quick. A little humid today, but but nothing like that uh, NOLA humidity. The former Saint, now member of NFL Network, is with with us here. How was your offseason? Did you do anything cool or interesting this offseason? Me and the girls, we went to Cabo. We were in Florida, a couple Vegas trips. We had a a good two months off. So good. (laughs) Ready to be back to work. It seems like our offseason shrinks even more and more and more. They they really do. Uh, For me, I... uh, 
you know, at the NFL Network, when, when the combine comes, you know you're getting ready to get busy, and then you go into free agency and then draft, and then after draft it's OTAs and mini camps, and then I, and then I disappear for a couple months. But uh, I'm ready to be back at it. You spent a lot of time on the field today and a lot of time with Sean Payton. What did you learn with your uh, couple hours with the Saints? Young talent um, and a vast improvement, and I think, in the overall speed of this team. Um, it's day one, so everyone's fresh. Uh, but I was here on day one of pads last year as well, too. And I remember walking away going, like, okay, they got some hungry guys. But it definitely looked like there was a, a lack in overall maybe athleticism in, in some key areas. Um, I think linebackers are flying around. James Laurinaitis, you can add uh, not only mental strength but physical strength and experience to that group that will help young players move that much faster around him. Uh, it's good to see Jarris Bird and Kenny and them and Harper flying around in the back end. Uh, the D-line, obviously you had a first-round pick in there, uh, Sheldon, that the guy's a little fire plug, and I think there's some potential there. He's got a lot of work to do, but um, you get excited there. And then offensively, the wide receivers, there's athleticism out there that, that I would argue that maybe Drew's never had, and that's not a disrespect to Devery Henderson and, and Marcus Colston and, and Lance and some of the guys that I, I played with, but there's just a, a size and a speed factor to these guys that if they catch on mentally – um, and can give Drew some consistency, people should be really excited about what Sean and Mickey put together. Some of the young guys you saw last year got kind of thrown into the fire big time. Um, how much benefit will that will those lumps have going into their second years? Well, just defensively, I mean, you know, seven rookies um, that were playing significant snaps. You know, it's hard to win in this league with veteran leadership. I mean, much less with that much youthfulness. I love the fact that you never heard Mickey and Sean make an excuse for it. Uh, it's growing pains. Experience is everything. People ask why nine is so great. Why is Drew so good? Uh, why is Brady so good? Well, they've seen and done everything hundreds of thousands of times. And so the reps, when you're hungry to learn, which I believe most of these guys are, um, pay dividends. And it's exponential multiplication. I mean, that you, you can grow so fast when you're, Willing and able. Between Brandon Cooks and now maybe maybe Michael Thomas, who has thrilled us each day so far, do the Saints finally, are they back to that one-two punch at wide receiver that makes you real nervous if you're an opposing defense? I would say the potential's there. Yeah. Now, now this is where the hard work, you know, starts. And, listen, we know what Cooksey's been able to do in spurts. You know, we need um, – and Sean and, and Drew need um, 16 games of, of great consistency out of him. And I think that's coming. Um you know, I, I think you look at, at even um, Brandon Coleman, another, I mean, this body. I mean, it's two years in a row I've sat here now and been like, dear Lord. You know, as he starts to grasp this game mentally, there's a, a frame there and physical feats that not too many people have. Um, and then, as you mentioned, Michael Thomas, you know, a couple of the catches he made today. I missed the one yesterday that everyone's been ranting and raving about. But it always comes back to do you know what Drew's thinking? And then are you seeing what Drew's seeing? And and that's what we had in 2009. You had a whole bunch of guys that were on the same page. And I would argue that these guys are more talented. Um, But our guys in 09 were very, very sharp mentally. And and that's where the growth has to to come together. Heath, you know Deuce McAllister well. Um, He told me uh, a week or two ago he believes that this is a double-digit win team. You want to you want to get behind that flag, or you, if you have a, do you have a different opinion about it? No, I mean, the, the potential's there. I mean, listen, I, as long as nine's healthy, I mean, you're, you're in every game. Yeah. I, I do, you know, O-line, the transition of, of coaches there, um, and the struggles that we've seen in the last couple of years. Our bread and butter of 2009 was a, a power run game that we could 
go in versus the Jets, the number one rush defense week four, and say, hey, we don't, we know we can throw the ball on you. We want to prove to you that we're just better than you, so we're going to run the ball for 180 yards. Um, this O-line has to get back to that mentality and that type of production where Sean can call a very level, balanced game plan that can beat anybody in the league. And, and if they can get close to that um, – call it prowess of, of 2009 then yeah that there's no one on their on their schedule that they can't beat help me with something that i'm going to struggle with this time of year right now i am daily invested in the new orleans saints and that's about all i see for yeah. eight nine hours a day help me about the rest of the league though what are some of the major storylines through training camp that that you and and some of your colleagues are going to be looking at as we get closer and closer to the season um it's it's funny. Listen, I'm different. I'm a football junkie, so I'm really excited to see the Philadelphia Eagles. I think I think they've got a dominant offensive line. You know, the same talent that was there when Chip is just Chip didn't know how to use them. They've got a talented defensive line. They've got really they've got stars at every level of their defense, and I believe they've got um, good enough weapons at wide receiver and tight end in a stable of backs that if. Um, Doug Peterson gives us a B-plus coaching effort. That team's a 10-11 win team that's ready to compete in the NFC. Um, they can slow down their tempo and cr- cause a lot of people trouble because that defense with Jim Schwartz there is going to wreak havoc in a lot of ways. Um, I think the Cardinals are um, still a team that, because of the, maybe the West Coast uh, or the East Coast bias, um, people don't um, know and understand. They're physically tough, and they can beat anybody in the league. Um, Carolina is going to be Carolina. I'm anxious to see if um, they're not reading too many of their press clippings. Um, listen, Cam had a spectacular year. The great ones put him back to back to back. In one year, he put himself in the company of some of the greatest quarterbacks that are playing today. But Drew's done it for, what, 10 years now? Uh, Brady's done it for a decade plus. Um Aaron really kind of fell off the map last year. He lost Jordy Nelson. So I'm really excited to see, okay, Cam, uh, have you grown emotionally in, in, um, in the maturity department like you need to to be consistently great? Good stuff as always. Safe travels this uh, upcoming month. Thanks, buddy. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-Auctioner or visit auctioner.org. 
We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. I think I'm pretty sure that I'm going to enjoy conversations with Kobe Fleener on this podcast as we've spoken once or twice before, but now I've gotten to know him a little bit better. And watching you with the media, Kobe, is is pretty entertaining. You seem very comfortable around that group. Yeah, I mean, I think you always want to be um, friendly and, and make it an enjoyable experience for both sides. You know what I mean? They, they have a job to do, and I understand that. And, um, and I'm out here as a football player and, and trying to do my job to the best of my abilities, and I think they understand that as well. You seem to enjoy social media as well. Do all those things go hand in hand? Yeah, I think so. I think on, on one hand, you know, the, the media um, is kind of a, a bridge to the, the fans and, and social media is, is a direct bridge to the fans where I don't have to go through a, a certain uh, newspaper or, or other outlet. And so uh, it's just been easier for me to kind of directly connect uh, and you don't, you don't have to worry about someone misinterpreting what you're saying or anything like that because you have a direct connection with the fans. Have you, have you made any mistakes along the way trying to learn that process? Uh you know, I, I guess so. I think, um, you know, there's there's always learning opportunities along the way. Um, and so uh, hopefully you, you kind of you stumble and you trip and you, you keep your feet and you keep on going. Hey, I know probably just enough to be dangerous, but I got to tell you, watching you through the summer here and now early in camp, sure looks like you've been here a lot longer than you have. That's at least what my eyes see. Well, I, I've been in an offense that is similar, um, so it, it hasn't been a huge transition as far as the playbook's concerned. Um, but that said, there's a lot of learning that I need to do that I have done so far and, and will continue to do. What is the learning curve like right now? What would you say that? What would you say has come easier, and what, what would you say that you're still kind of battling a little bit? Um, I think. Um, trying to match the speed of Drew's mind is, is, has been challenging. You know, he, he's so well-versed in the offense that um, trying to make sure that I'm on the same page with him, having this this be my first year, um, that's probably the biggest challenge. But that said, um, he has been extremely helpful as far as kind of, you know, if, if I have a question, he'll answer, answer it for me. Even if we're walking up to the line, you know, he, he kind of knows everybody else's job as well. Teach, teach me what's involved in that. It would seem... You know, on the surface, it's here's the play call. It involves this route off of this read. You're saying there's more to it than that. Like, like what, for instance? Well, I mean, you're talking about a formation, a play call, and then any at the line adjustments that need to be made. And so, um, you know, sometimes Drew has to take in so much information with the, the formation, the play call, and then any tweaks that need to be made. Um, you know, he's saying it, and and we're all running to the line, and and for him to be able to say, hey, Kobe, uh, you have this route, it's, it's really, really impressive um, to be able to take in that information and, and still help me out. What, you've worked with a number of different quarterbacks, elite ones too. What kind of a ball does he throw? Is it, is it heavy? Is it feather? I mean, I'm trying to draw an analogy from a baseball pitcher. A lot of times they, they'll say a guy throws a heavy ball or it's a slick ball. What kind of a ball does Drew Brees throw? Uh, I think Drew is talented enough to, to vary his throw uh, depending on the coverage. And so, you know, if he feels like he has some time to, to get it out there, he can give you a softer throw where it just kind of settles in. Or if he feels like he has to stick it in a window, he has the arm speed to get it there fast. I asked uh, James Lauren, I just this question the other day, both of you coming from different teams. What about this team and this camp, location, whatever, what have you enjoyed the most so far? Um, I think there's a couple things. Um, 
coach has been really diligent about making sure that he's giving us the best schedule possible. And also, it's really hard to think of camp as a difficult place when you when you look around this field and, and the surroundings of the mountains and the beautiful scenery. It's kind of like, okay, yes, this is this is tough. It's football camp, but you're also really thankful to be in such a beautiful place. Anything else um, that's come to mind for you here in these first few days? Has it, have you had a moment to, to let it kind of wash over you that perhaps you've only shared with teammates or, or family and friends? No, I mean, I think um, it's been amazing the reception I've gotten from Saints fans from from zero. I mean, it, they had no knowledge of who I was, and it was an immediate awesome reception. Um, so thankful for, for the awesome fans and, and really kind of um, – you know, doing stuff they didn't have to to be nice, um, just saying nice things on social media. Um, you know, saying hi from the stands. It's been it's been really impressive. I've enjoyed watching you. Thanks for the visit. Appreciate it. Thank you. Gatorade for athletes who move the game forward. We're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. When it's blazing this summer, don't sweat it. Hydrate naturally with Smoothie King's new summer hydration smoothies. Four refreshing flavors specifically blended to help you beat the heat and stay in the game. Made with coconut water, fresh frozen fruits, and vitamin C, they hydrate better than water and have less sodium and more potassium than leading sports drinks. Try all four hydration smoothie flavors. Watermelon, passion fruit peach, strawberry mango, and watermelon extreme. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. That'll do it for us on this Monday. I hear the Black and Blue Report. Again, thanks to John DeShazer for stopping by after practice and uh, for our time with Heath Evans and Kobe Fleener. Just because the Saints are off tomorrow does not mean that we're off. Black and Blue Report will be back with you uh, tomorrow on Tuesday. Uh, we're going to hear from offensive line coach Dan Rochart, uh, among others, tomorrow. So, even while the Saints are taking a deep breath, uh, don't you uh, keep us out of your routine, I guess I should say. And hopefully the blower won't be back out here tomorrow. Yeah, I can guarantee you that. Anyway, have a great rest of your Monday, everybody. We'll see you right back here from Saints camp tomorrow. Practice resumes on Wednesday. Take care. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.